Welcome to the Caranella Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Tom the Great. Tom for the wonderful intro as usual but just to let you know you are the co-host and not the host and I'm pretty sure your name's not Tom the Great. Anyways let's go ahead and jump into the podcast. But I'm pretty great. You're not wrong Tom you're not wrong. All right so today's episode we will be covering the following topics. We're gonna touch on the new details on Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. We're gonna go over the Elden Ring patch that's been released on the PlayStation 5 and PC to help frame rate drops. We're gonna talk about the Nintendo Switch celebration for its five-year anniversary. We're gonna go over the best Nintendo Switch games that have come out to date. Then I'm gonna talk about what games I've been playing and we're gonna go over what games are coming out this week, so stay tuned and let's get into it. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet were announced last week during the Pokemon Direct, and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will be introducing the ninth generation of Pokemon. Now, this may have come to a surprise for many of us, but it is in the time cycle routine for the generation of Pokemon to come out. It just seems more of a surprise because of the recent release of Pokemon Legends Arceus. So it is kind of surprising that, you know, Game Freak and the Pokemon company and Nintendo didn't push this date back a bit. But nonetheless, uh, we should all be very excited for a bunch of new Pokemon. It'll be really fun and it's kind of cool. We're on the ninth generation. Uh, We're still not hitting a thousand Pokemon yet, but absolutely by Gen 10, we will have well over a thousand Pokemon. So the game is said to be completely open world. So with that being said, it's actually going to be more open world than Legends Arceus is. So a lot of us, you know, kind of see Legends Arceus as an open world game. But the Pokemon company has stated that the towns are going to blend in seamlessly in the wilderness with no borders on this game. So essentially think things like Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring, um, any of those big open concept worlds where it doesn't require you to go to a certain point, um, i.e village to travel to the next place. So for example, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, you have that one town that you always go back to before you go out on an adventure in different sections of the world. This is kind of like games like Monster Hunter Rise, same kind of pattern. Uh, The new Pokemon game is not going to fall into that pattern, which is very exciting. This will give, you know, a lot more uh, leeway to how you go about playing the game. Now, I don't know if this means, you know, you don't have to go in a specific trainer battle order per se. I would assume you still hit certain gyms at a certain time because I'm assuming the gym difficulty is going to go in some what of an order. It wouldn't make sense if it didn't. So I'm sure that's still gonna be there. So it won't be, I mean, it'll be open world, but it's not gonna be, you know, to the extent, I guess, of Zelda in the sense that you can kind of do what you want when you want, fight certain bosses when you want. Of course, more some bosses are gonna be more difficult than others, but with Pokemon, I feel like there's still gonna be kind of an order of the gym battles and such. Pokemon will be featured on the streets, in the grass, in the sky, in the water. So apparently, 
apparently you're going to see Pokemon everywhere. Uh, even in the towns, you're going to see random wild Pokemon running around from what Pokemon's website is saying, which is kind of cool. Um, we haven't really experienced this. I know in a lot of the past Pokemon games, you'll see, you know, Pokemon with their trainers in the cities and such, but I've personally never caught a Pokemon on the street, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So overall, it does seem like they're taking the concepts from Pokemon Legends Arceus in the original mainline games and combining them into a fully immersive open world experience. It's really interesting how soon after Legends Arceus they're doing this. They didn't even like wait for the audience feedback on whether or not we even like it. I guess they just assumed we would. And I know a lot of Pokemon players have been really wishing for an open world Pokemon experience. So Legends Arceus seems to just be kind of a taste of that. And then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are going to just really give you that in-depth open world experience for Pokemon. So this will be very interesting. Uh, I do personally hope that they make maybe a remake of some of the other older Pokemon games on the Switch just so, you know, big mega fans can go back and play through just that streamlined original Pokemon format. Um, I really like that. I genuinely enjoyed the Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes. I thought they were excellent and super fun to play through, so I definitely hope there are still plans to release something like that. Obviously, probably not in 2022, but maybe 2023 or even 2024. Another interesting gameplay mechanic for this new game is going to be how Pokemon are caught and battled. So, in the mainline games, we of course know that you run into a Pokemon, you battle them, you maybe knock their health down a bit, and then you try to catch them, or you defeat them and earn XP from that. With Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I'm not sure how that's going to entirely work, because of course the battle system and catching system in Legends Arceus is completely different. You know, Legends Arceus, you can kind of sneak attack the Pokemon, or you can sneak up to them, throw a Pokeball, and actually catch them without even really interacting with them. So, I'm really interested to see, since the Pokemon are going to be running around freely in this open world, is that mechanic going to lean more towards the Legends Arceus format, or is it going to go back kind of towards the the mainline games where you kind of have to run into them first because as we all know in Pokemon Sword and Shield they did have those big open wild areas where you'd see the Pokemon running around but it still kind of worked the same in the sense that you would physically run into the Pokemon before an interaction actually started with them. So I guess we'll see how this functions in Scarlet and Violet. It could be kind of a mixture of both. I'm, I'm just very interested to see how they're going to go about it. All three of the starters for this game are extremely adorable. Right now, I think I'm personally leaning towards um, picking Foy Coco. Uh, I love fire Pokemon. Sometimes I lean towards water Pokemon, but this guy just, I don't know, he's adorable. The cat Springagato, I believe is his name, super cute, but he kind of looks like other cat Pokemon, just green, so a as cute as he is, I don't know, I, I think I'd, I'd go with Foycoco. And then Quaxley is also super cute, I love his little duck look, but he does have Donald Trump hair, and I don't know, I just, I don't think I can pick him. I choose you, Spitadato. Good on you, Tom. Yeah, I totally agree. You should definitely go with Springato, or I, I really hope I'm saying that correctly. It, I might not. But yeah, you picked that little kitty cat Pokemon, Tom. Tarnish the soul. Okay, Tom. 
All right, we get it. We can move on to some Elden Ring news now. I know you've been really just sitting on the edge of your seat for this, because this is just such a fine and dandy update, said no one ever. So, From Software has released a patch for the PS5 and PC versions of Elden Ring. This patch is intended to fix a lot of the quality and frame rate issues that users have been experiencing in the game. So, I've updated my game and I personally have not experienced any frame rate issues. With that being said, though, I didn't experience any frame rate issues to begin with. I'm not sure if it's because I'm the only one in the house right now using any internet, so... Maybe I just, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I have not had any issues playing Elden Ring on the PS5, so th there's that, um, but they have released an update. A lot of people who have been experiencing the issues hopefully will not be anymore. I've had so many issues. It sucks. You know, Tom, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't believe that you've had issues with this game. I'm sorry, but you're flat out a liar. You bring this game up every five to ten seconds, and you've put in over 120 hours so far. So if you don't mind, stop interrupting the segments and let's just move on, buddy. Elden Ring is life. Get good. We get it. It's a great game. We get it. Trust me. I know. I love it. All right. Shut up, you tarnished boy. Wow, you're a disappointment. Sometimes you have to be really harsh to get your point across, Tom. Sometimes you just have to do it. Anyways, sorry Tom had to interrupt for that. So, from my understanding though, the majority of the users who have had frame rate issues have been running the game on the PC. I know normally, you know, PC players brag about how much better playing on PC is, but get a load of this, it's been better on the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. So far, of course, this could change. But hopefully the patches have resolved many of the issues that you guys have been experiencing. And again, no no real hate towards PC players. It was just a stupid little joke. PC players are the worst. Tom, that's not nice. We do not hate PC players. We respect all gamers equally. You play games to have fun, and you play them on the device or system you would like, and we do not judge them. Anyways, I'm sure as you all know, Elden Ring is still super rampant on Twitter and TikTok. I mean, if you want to see anything Elden Ring related, just hop on one of those two social media apps and you'll, you'll have a blast digging through all the videos of people just getting completely smushed and destroyed by bosses. So definitely check that out if you're still having fun living your best tarnished life. I will do my best. I am sure you will, Tom. has been five years since the Nintendo Switch launched. The Nintendo Switch was released on March 3rd of 2017, and oh my, does it not feel like it's been five years. I cannot believe how fast time flies. So, in my opinion, the Switch still feels brand new to me. I love the Switch. I still play it, you know, heavily. I, I just absolutely love it. And I do not regret my purchase five years ago. I did not buy my Switch until August of 2017, so I did not get it upon launch, but I still love it nonetheless just as much. So, Tom, what's your opinion on the Nintendo Switch? I love it beyond belief. It is fan-freaking-tastic. 
That's fantastic, Tom. I'm really happy to hear something, you know, positive from you for once. Happy to assist. So to celebrate the Nintendo Switch's five-year anniversary or birthday, we're going to dive into some of the Switch's best games. We're going to go ahead and divide this out per year. And I'll just, you know, kind of, it's really just going to be a list. I'm not really going to comment on many. As you all know, a lot of these titles are very good. I'm not listing every Switch game that's ever come out. That would take years for me to do at this point. But I'm just going to kind of briefly go over a list of games that you honestly should try out if you have yet. So for 2017, their official launch year, we actually have quite a few just stellar drops. So in 2017, the Nintendo Switch obviously launched with Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was fantastic. We also had Splatoon 2 come out, Super Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. We had Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which I completely forgot about. Great game. And then we also had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I was a little hesitant on putting this one on here because it technically is also a Wii U game, but I I just went ahead and put it on because it is one of the Nintendo Switch's best-selling games of all time. And yes, Legend of Zelda did release on the Wii U, but it came out at the same time as it did on the Switch. So it's still a Switch launch title in my eyes. Mario Kart 8 is kind of like a hey, we ported this over to the Switch, gave you all the DLC and extra content, here you go. As you all know, though, Mario Kart 8 has a lot of DLC coming, so it is still a standing Switch title. It's very current still, and it is just rolling. Some honorable mentions for 2017 are going to be Snipper Clips, Arms, Shovel Knight, Trevor, oh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. That is a tongue twister there. Um, what was that? Shut up, Tom. Stardew Valley and Steam World Dig 2. Now, if you're a huge Animal Crossing New Horizons fan, I would definitely check out Stardew Valley. So, as far as 2017 goes, out of all of these games, I would say Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild would win Best Game of 2017 for Nintendo Switch. Obviously, it has really strong competitors like Super Mario Odyssey. I would personally even argue Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That's more of a niche game, though. So, your top one... For me, in my opinion, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. How about you, Tom? I am going to go with Super Mario Odyssey. I love a good Mario game. Very good choice, Tom. I like it. So let's move on to 2018. So 2018, we had a lot of big hits come out as well. Not nearly as many as 2017, I must say. But one of the real big hits that honestly just ended was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. As you all know, the last character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was just released in 2021 at the end of the year. So Super Smash Bros. Ultimate really was a long-standing game. It still obviously very popular and played by many so that was definitely a big 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 release big and juicy just how i like it big release for 2018 next on our list we have octopath traveler hollow knight celeste and undertale and then some honorable mentions would be super mario party and donkey kong country tropical freeze now as you can see for 2018 a lot of these titles are more on the indie niche side you have octopath traveler which is a rpg that honestly you have to be genuinely into rpgs to probably get into this a lot of people though that have played it absolutely loved it the art style is fantastic hollow knight is a platformer that many like i would actually say hollow knight 
is a Metroidvania. Same with Celeste. And then many do praise Undertale. I have not yet to play Undertale though. So Tom, for 2018, what would be your top pick? I would have to say Undertale. It is inspired by Earthbound and I think it is genuinely great. What about you, Karenella? So, for 2018, my top pick is going to be actually Super Mario Party. I know this is kind of a strange pick, but I personally really enjoy playing party games with friends and family, and I think Super Mario Party was a great addition in 2018 for this. It's a game that I have put well over 100 hours into uh, just playing with friends and such, so I would definitely recommend Super Mario Party if you have a family that's interested in playing games with you. So let's move on to 2019. So 2019 was a very, very big year for Nintendo, in my opinion. So in 2019, we had the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Luigi's Mansion 3, Astral Chain, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening Remaster, Hophead, Super Mario Maker 2, and then our honorable mentions are going to be Ring Fit Adventure and Nino Kuni Wrath of the Witch. And then we can also throw in Shovel Knight king of cards so for this my favorite game out of this pick is actually going to be fire emblem three houses fire emblem's a fantastic tactics based rpg um, with the three houses you do have three choices of which house you're going to choose to play as and with that being said you can technically play this game three different times and get completely different resolutions so it's quite awesome a lot of content there i've only played through it once but you know you have those options lots of hours of gameplay if you really want to. Pokemon Sword and Shield's probably the most popular out of all of these. Some would argue Luigi's Mansion 3 was actually a very big super hit and it it really was. So Tom, what is your top pick for 2019? Astral Chain would be my choice. I enjoy the detective work. You know, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Tom, because honestly, I feel like that's a very underrated game, and it's honestly kind of hard to find the physical copy, and it's really good. It's a very good game, and I would highly recommend it as well. So good choice, Tom. Did you just call me Jom? I did. I definitely did just call you Jom. I'm really sorry, Tom. I won't do it again. I don't believe you, Karenella. I mean, I might, but it'd definitely be intentional at this point. All right, moving on to 2020. Now, 2020 was the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, so a lot of these games probably performed better than they normally would have, but also a lot of games were delayed in 2020, so the list is kind of short, but the list is heavy with some hard hitters. So we've got Animal Crossing New Horizons, arguably, you know, just one of the top Nintendo Switch games there is. Th- this game is played by everyone. This is this is played by people who are not gamers. There are little old grandmothers playing this. There, there are just so many people playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. It really was something that came out during the pandemic that brought people happiness and joy and gave them something to look forward to. And Animal Crossing New Horizons will forever be remembered as that. I mean, fantastic game. Came out at the perfect time. It really did. So next we have Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. We have Hades, which was phenomenal. One game of the year. That's how great it was. Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which included Super Mario 64. Super Mario Sunshine. Super Mario Galaxy. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And then Paper Mario the Origami King. So some honorable mentions for 2020 would be A Short Hike, Spiritfarer, and then we have Clubhouse Games. So all of the games released in 
2020 were honestly very good. As you can see, there were a few remakes thrown in there. So we had the Xenoblade remaster, we had Pikmin 3 remastered, and then we also had the Super Mario 3D All-Stars game. A lot of people would speculate that because of all of the delays, you know, Nintendo decided, hey, we need to throw out some games in 2020. And honestly, I think this was a fantastic choice. The games that they threw out were amazing. I love Xenoblade Chronicles. I spent over 100 hours on that game. So I cannot complain. I think 2020 honestly had a very, very good Nintendo Switch year. So for 2020, my personal favorite is going to be Animal Crossing New Horizons. I spent so much time playing this. This game brought me so much happiness. It still does. I don't play it nearly as much as I used to, but I still do pick it up every once in a while, check in on my villagers, work on the happy home designer stuff, and it's really great. I personally love it. If you've never played an Animal Crossing game, you're seriously missing out. If you're listening to this podcast, you've likely played Animal Crossing New Horizons, but if you haven't, please do so. So Tom, what is going to be your pick for 2020? A short hike was absolutely wonderful. I honestly, yeah, I agree. I think A Short Hike was a very underrated indie game that came out. I actually streamed the game in its entirety one night and just absolutely enjoyed it. You know, you're this cute, adorable little bird just trying to get to the top of this mountain, and it's just, it's very relaxing. The characters are in it are, are kind of funny, to be honest, and it's it's really fulfilling when you make it up there and, you know, the story concludes and you've just completed this game. It only takes about, I think it took me maybe, three or four hours at most. It really wasn't long. It could have even taken less than that, to be honest with you, but it was very fun, very relaxing. The music in it is great. So yes, Tom, I agree. I recommend a short hike. All right, so let's jump into 2021. This is real fresh in my head. All these games are still in my head because it was not far from where we are now. So the first release that we're going to touch on is Metroid Dread. We had Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, Super Mario Party Superstars, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD, New Pokemon Snap, Shimegame Tensei 5, Monster Hunter Rise, and Bravely Default 2. Some honorable mentions for 2021 are going to be Loop Hero, Eastward, Death Store, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Rune, and WarioWare Get It Together. Now, for 2021, I must say my choice is not going to be a popular opinion probably for many just because of the games that it's up against, but I personally really, really, really liked New Pokemon Snap. I really did. I think New Pokemon Snap was fantastic. I had so much fun with this game. I actually still need to go back and complete a lot of entries and such. Uh, That game's just so cute, so fun. It's so cool seeing the Pokemon interact in their environment and just like chill. It's just a completely different take on the Pokemon games while still kind of giving you that nostalgia feel from the original Pokemon Snap. Um, I really hope they'll add more DLC eventually. I'm not sure that they will. Um, I don't know. I feel like that probably would have been announced in the last Pokemon Direct, but you never know. The game did very well. It sold very well. It got a lot of praise from a lot of, you know, individuals. It it got really good ratings, you know, and New Pokemon Snap was honestly pretty great. I think it's a little weird that it's named New Pokemon Snap and not just like Pokemon Snap with, I don't know, maybe a location or something, but hey, you know what? It works. It sold. It did great. Another game that I did not have on here that I uh, probably should 
should mention is the Mario Golf game that was released. That one was also pretty good, so I'll add that as an honorable mention. And then we also have the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes, which I found to be also fantastic. They'd probably be right there in second place for me in 2021, to be honest with you. I really liked Metroid Dread. I'll be honest though, Metroid Dread is very difficult and I'm happy that they recently released an update to have an easier mode. I might actually pick Metroid Dread back up. I just, it it was so hard for me that I just couldn't stick with it. I just wasn't enjoying getting beat down constantly. Ironically, I love Elden Ring, which is like the whole point of the game is being killed constantly, but something about Metroid Dread was just very frustrating for me, but now that they've added that easier level, I might actually jump back in. And just full disclosure, Metroid Dread was my first Metroid game and probably first Metroidvania, so that that could also be why I was having some issues playing it. Now, Tom, what do you think your favorite game of 2021 was? I really loved Monster Hunter Rise. Okay. Yeah, Monster Hunter Rise was honestly super popular. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is one of those niche games that a lot of people try really hard to get into, but if you don't get the gameplay mechanics, it is extremely difficult. This was my first Monster Hunter game, and I really tried very hard to stick through on this one, um, but it was, it's killer. It is such a killer game. Um, I enjoy it, though. I will say that. I think Monster Hunter Rise is very fun. It's probably one of, if not, the most beautiful games on on the Nintendo Switch. Like, the the graphics on this game are insane for a Switch. But yeah, I I don't know. I would like to jump back into it. They do have that Sunrise, I believe, a DLC coming out this summer, so maybe I'll jump back in when that's released. Definitely a fun game, though. We are in 2022, and as you all know, there have not been many releases yet in 2022, but we've had two really good releases so far, so I mean, we can't really complain. So, so far in 2022, we've gotten Pokemon Legends Arceus, and we've gotten the recent release of Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy is a tactics-based RPG with the art style like Octopath Traveler and the upcoming game Alive Alive, so if you're into that, definitely check it out. It is getting very good reviews. So, we do have a lot of games to look forward to in 2022 and I'll just go ahead and list them off and let's all keep our fingers crossed and hope that they actually come to fruition in 2022 but we'll see. So the first one is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. We have Kirby and the Forgotten Land which actually comes out in a week or so. We have Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes, Live Alive, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Splatoon 3, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, Nintendo Switch Sports, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge and Mario Strikers Battle League. Mario Strikers Battle League was probably the most hyped, like, surprising announcement from that Nintendo Direct, so I know people are just ecstatic that that's coming out in 2022. So, as you can see, the Nintendo Switch has an abundance of games to play, and I only listed the top titles, which is probably only like 5% of the Nintendo Switch's full catalog. So, if you don't have a Nintendo Switch and, you know, you're really into video games, definitely get one. It's awesome, especially if you like portable gaming. There's nothing better than laying in bed at the end of the night and just playing a game before you fall asleep. It's so relaxing. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it good. Lick that. Do not start singing that song, Tom. 
All right, so it's time to transition into what I've been playing this week. So if I'm being completely honest, the only game I've really been playing this week is Elden Ring. I cannot get enough of this game. I am so invested in this game that I bought a little journal and I'm writing down all of the bosses I've defeated, all the key items I need, what these key items do, where some of these state of graces like that I haven't discovered yet are. I am just full into this game. I've put in over 40 hours, which for me this quickly is insane. I love Elden Ring. It is just perfect in my opinion. I don't know how anything can beat this right now for my game of the year. Obviously, we are still very early in 2022, but this game is fantastic. If you have not played Elden Ring, I'd highly recommend it. Like, there's nothing more satisfying than just running around in this open world and just discovering so much. Like, every time I think I've discovered, like, the entire map, I end up somehow in some weird area that I've never seen. I see some weird creature I've never seen. Like, some character will start talking to me. Like, it is just so good. And I did not think I'd like this game. Like I mentioned in previous podcasts, the first hour that I played this, I hated it. I regretted spending money on this. I was like, why are people saying this is so amazing? I don't get it. And I've never played a From Software game, so that could be why I just had that learning curve as many uh, individuals have. But once I got past that learning curve and I really just figured out the point and how to really play this game and that even though it is the most difficult game I've ever played, it is the most satisfying game that I've ever played. Another game I've been briefly playing and by briefly I mean I haven't purchased it, I'm just playing the demo still, but I picked up Triangle Strategy. I'm working through the demo to see if it's something I am interested in purchasing. So far the gameplay is awesome. Um, I really like tactics games though, so it it kind of fits in the games that I like, but I'm enjoying it. The art's style is beautiful. I really, really, really appreciate the fact that the entire game has voice acting. So I don't have to read every little thing. Like the entire thing is read to you and the voice acting is actually pretty good. I recognize some of the voices from Fire Emblem. So that kind of made me giggle a little when I turned it on, but you know. Giggly haha. Giggly wiggly. Tom, you don't have to make fun of every word I say. Okay, loser. Back off, Tom. No can do my friend. You know what, Tom? Since you're being rude, who cares what you've been playing? Nobody cares about what Tom's been playing anyway. So let's jump in to games coming out this week. So today, March 8th, we've got the Jurassic World Evolution 2 DLC pack. This is coming out on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. We also have Have a Nice Death coming out on the PC. So for March 10th, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok DLC releasing on the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. We also have Chocobo GP releasing on the Nintendo Switch. We have Workshop Simulator releasing on the PC. PS4 and Xbox One. We have Time Loader releasing on the PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And then we have Submerged Hidden Depths releasing on the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. For March 11th, we have Hotel Transylvania Scary Adventures releasing on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. We have WWE 22 releasing on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. All right, so Tom is in Caranella Gaming Prison, so he is not allowed to speak anymore. So that is going to conclude. Oops. 
Tom, how could you do that to me? I'm so sorry, everyone. Tom decided to throw a big old water balloon at me as I was trying to speak. So Tom, rightfully so, is no longer allowed on the podcast. He'll probably be back next week. Don't worry. But he is currently banned for good right now. So that does wrap up today's episode. Like I tried to mention earlier before Tom, you know, did his dirty deed. If you'd like more video game content, feel free to check out my pages on Twitter at Karenella Gaming, Instagram at Karenella Gaming, Twitch at Karenella Michella, and if you like the podcast, please give it a review. I'd greatly appreciate the feedback. I'll see you all next week. Bye! Tom, I told you to get away! Go! Whoa!